Merhaba and blessings. Welcome to this week's episode of Hold Shahina. This podcast has been created to support us in awakening, in remembering, in integrating our soul's essence, the light, the infinite light of the soul that we hold within. I am your host. My name is Arya. I am a Reiki master energy and sound healer and a Magdalene priestess. frequency of Mary Magdalene. Now you may or may not have heard about Mary Magdalene, a medium of Magdala. She she is an ascended master. She was a great teacher and she taught alongside of Yeshua Messiah. She is known as Kala Messiah, the feminine Christ. She has been known as the embodiment of the Shekhinah, Shehina is the divine feminine essence of creation of all things. And Shehina is also the Holy Spirit. So it is in these times, I think it is important. Um, and I will also delve into my connection to Mary Magdalene. And I will start with historical footnotes. There has been a lot of talk about Mary Magdalene having been a prostitute, a whore, um, that she was, she had seven demons cast out of her, that all of these demons symbolized her sinfulness and her, her separation from God, goddess. I think that it is important when we look at the lives of these historical teachers to remove them from the modern context that we perceive them in. Because even Yeshua, the fact that we, most people call him Jesus or Jesus, that wasn't his name. So going back to this time, the first millennia beast or the, the later part right before Anno Domini. These were times where the people of Israel, Palestine, Judea, the this region was Hebrew. They were all following the Hebraic traditions. This means that even though at this point in time they had begun to distance themselves from Asherah, from the goddess, they still practiced and worshipped in the ways of their ancestors. So these, Yeshua was Hebrew, so was Mary Magdalene. They were both great teachers. They were both great mystics, great healers. They both had miracles attributed to them. And she was his wife. And this may seem very 
radical if you're not used to listening to actually going and delving into the Gnostic Gospels and the teachings. However, it would have been very rare and unheard of and actually commented upon and written about had Yeshua at this time in history been unmarried. It, it just wasn't done. If you were a teacher, if you were a Rebbe, a rabbi, you were married oftentimes to multiple women. It simply was the customs and the traditions of that time. So the fact that he chose one consort, that was a departure from the traditional temple Judaism of the time. The fact that he was constantly surrounded by thieves, beggars, people who of ill repute, as they called them, that also was part of why he ultimately was crucified and he was seen as a threat. He and Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and that John the Baptist, like Yohanan, like these mystics, they studied and were very attuned to what is called the traditions of the Sophia, holy wisdom, the Chokhmah traditions, the, the divine feminine. This is what they studied. They also studied Egyptian mysticism and all like all of that, all of that soup was part of their teachings. And the most radical thing that they taught was love. Sin didn't exist. Sin was considered your separation from God goddess. That was sin. It wasn't what you did. It was being, believing that you are separate from the divine mother father. Their religion was love. They're, they're deeply rooted with the teachings of the mystery teachings, the teachings of the, the oracles, the divine feminine. So everything that is unseen. So Mary Magdalene over time became vilified and painted a harlot and a whore because it was inconvenient for the powers that be when they started assembling the Bible and only chose certain gospels to include. And, you know, not to mention that there were probably hundreds of gospels written, maybe some of which even by Yeshua himself. But all of these were not deemed worthy because they didn't fit a narrative. They didn't fit a story that the powers that be wanted to utilize to control, manipulate, indoctrinate the masses into their system of whatever it was that they were wanting to do. So Mary Magdalene was a very educated woman. She came from a very elite, wealthy family of social standing. The reasons that my thinking goes there and my 
what I've read and what I've studied has taken me there is if we just look at the times, you couldn't just, people couldn't just study, my apologies, and train to be a rabbi, a priestess, without having the resources to support that. You couldn't teach and preach your message if you didn't have financial backing. So these people, Yeshua himself, Yohanan, came from very well-to-do families. And they broke away from the tradition, the mainstream, what was expected of them to embody and receive the transmissions of the divine to go into the world and preach ascension because this is ultimately what Yeshua's original teachings and Mary Magdalene who continued his ministry well continued the Christ school in the south of France and Spain and England and elsewhere in in the western world these were the teachings for ascension the teachings for embodiment, the teachings for receiving divine wisdom and integrating that in your body, activating your light body in order to receive transmissions, receive wisdom, embody that wisdom and diffuse it through your gifts, through the special gifts that you have been given into the world. So Mary Magdalene holds very important codes. She was a Mariam, a priestess of the light. She holds the frequencies of unconditional love, of wisdom, of service, sacred service. She holds the codes of humility. She holds the codes of strength. She holds codes of sound, of manifestation, of healing, of nurturing, of returning to wholeness, to oneness, of coming back into divine unity within yourself and with the divine. These are very, very important codes that she is transmitting to us to many many people who hold this frequency in themselves embody this frequency and then teach and heal and do what they do with their own gifts to show the magic and the beauty of these ancient of this ancient wisdom and it really is ancestral like it really is going back to the roots going back to that zero quantum point that is infinite oneness. That is the frequency that she holds. She holds that frequency of oneness, of infinity, of rebirth. And my journey with Mary Magdalene um, really began many years ago. I can't I received um, a starseed reading 
with um, this beautiful astrologer that received the download of how like how to calculate which star system that your you your lineage is from and I always had the sense that my lineage was related to Venus the Pleiades to that frequency of just unconditional love and that in of course the, these are the frequencies this is where that alignment comes in Mary Magdalene Yeshua the Christ, Christ school mother Mary was also born of immaculate conception these great teachers ascended masters they are also of that same lineage and I didn't know this at the time because I although my family is of Catholic origins the last two generations of women in my family, my grandmother and my mother, converted to Buddhism before I was born. So I was raised Buddhist. And for me, I knew about oneness. I knew about the fact that we are infinite beings with infinite potential because that is what this brand of Buddhism expounded and then went back on with their actions. But that's a different story for another day. Um, but they that is how I was raised I and I was raised to kind of view Catholicism with a very skeptical eye with a very um, an eye for like okay well where's the dissonance and the thing is when you look for dissonance you're going to find a lot of dissonance and yes there is a lot of dissonance in certain ways that Catholicism is made is embodied I should say however if you go back to the roots the roots of that teaching the fact that they spoke Aramaic the fact that they preached love the fact that their teachings were about ascension and about love and about divine union with the divine mother father divine union within yourself just the fact that that was the kernel of their teachings that is in alignment with basically the kernel and the root of almost every tradition out there it's always been about love it's always been about oneness it's always been about your vibration your frequency the frequency that you are holding and recognizing your power as a co-creator of your reality and that is a great responsibility a great honor and it can be a great burden i say a great burden because how many people like to hold themselves accountable fully accountable for every aspect of their reality most people are like uh no it's that person's fault it's that situation it's easy to look outside. It's very difficult to be constantly going within, going within to see where we need to shift our frequency, what stuff, what limiting beliefs, what traumas, what karmas, what patterns we ourselves need to transmute, alchemize, transcend in order to switch what the external world is reflecting back at us because the external is a mirror of the internal it's one of the hermetic principles as above so below as within so without so i 
received this reading, and I'd always been connected to the Pleiades. The Pleiades are the seven sisters, the seven Hathors. Um, they are a constellation in the eye of Taurus. It is a civilization, an ancient civilization that is associated with many of the magnificent structures that have been built thousands and thousands of years ago around the world. And it is a, it is a civilization, a interdimensional cosmic civilization, an ancient civilization that has ascended and that seeded humanity and that is associated with healing, with beauty, with abundance, with love, truly, like truly unconditional love and healing. And for me, having been an energetic healer for all my life and an intuitive for pretty much as I can remember, um, it's been, it's always been something that called to me. And Venus, of course, everyone knows Venus. Venus is all about love and beauty and harmony and abundance and alignment. And so that also is another frequency that resonated with me greatly. So when this lady told me about the markings in my natal chart, so I have a quite interesting natal chart. I have what is called the finger of God, which symbolizes great destiny, but destiny through a great trial, great trials and transcending those trials. And I also had the markings of being a Pleiadian starseed, which means one of my origins are, are from the Pleiades. And I also had the markings of an ascended master and particularly of Mary Magdalene. The fact that if I don't work with her, and as I'm saying this, I'm seeing like a hawk flying above. Okay, I see you. And if I, the, what she said is like, well, you, you may not know this, but you know, you, you're associated with the lineage and it's, it may not necessarily be an energetic or physical bloodline, but she said the energetic bloodline, the energetic bloodline of the Magdalene of the Christ school. And at this point, I was still practicing Buddhism, and I was just like, oh, that's weird. What am I going to do with that? Um, so it just, it never, it didn't click until like a couple years later when I was delving more into the mystery schools, into the mystery teachings, into the Kabbalah, into all everything that I am now, I guess, somewhat, well, I'm pretty well versed in, I will say, because I, I feel that I've integrated this wisdom very, very naturally. And it just feels just like it was the missing pieces in my soul, if that makes sense. So I put that to the side because I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. And then um, the other thing that the lady told me was that I activate people. Just by being in my presence, I activate them. And they, and they may not know it at the time when they see me, when they interact with me, when their vibration well, when their electromagnetic field, their aura, interact with mine. However, I will I awaken people, and at some point, that's that awakening. They may not attribute it to me, but it's going to come to them. Like, oh, I need to study 
Kabbalah, I need to study mysticism, or I need to do some yoga. Their spiritual awakening will be enhanced through an interaction with me. And it's something that apparently I just do naturally. Like I just, it's, it's something, I guess, in the coding of my energetic field is how she put it. And I was like, hmm. At the time when I heard that, I also didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell does that even mean? Because this was very, very early in my reawakening. Because I had an awakening when I received my Reiki attunement when I was 17, 18 in Paris. Um, my first two Reiki attunements and completely transformed my life. I was married, divorced like really quickly after I got that attunement. So Reiki, I'm telling you, it's some people have stories of um, it not being a, a good frequency. However, when it is transmitted and transmitted through the proper means and by the proper vessels, it's really healing and activating and just super powerful, a super powerful modality. So for me, it just, it cleared away everything that needed to be cleared. And then I subsequently came back to the US, went back to getting my master's and had to basically, because that's what I thought I had to do. So this, this is where I was awakening that was my awakening after I got my Reiki one and two. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I have to be sensible. I have to, you know, do what's expected of me. I have to, you know, go to, go to get good, great grades and finish my undergrad, finish my master's, go into the workforce. And like, because this, this is the indoctrination. This is the, this is the belief system, familial, societal, etc that we've all been, it's been drummed into us. So I wasn't about to go be, you know, a healer because who does that? That's just super weird. <laughs> and I didn't want to be weird anymore. So um, I decided to go back to sleep until it came around that, um, until my Saturn return came around, so 28. And I realized how unhappy I was, how sick I was, how just everything was just empty. I was empty. I was a shell of a person. I thought, I mean, I had the accoutrements of success. I had a great career. I made good money. I had a solid life. Um, I traveled. I... I was very well off if I wanted a <laughs> damn song came into my head. I see it. I want it. I got it. Whatever that Seven Rings song is. Um, but pretty much that was my life. My life was if I wanted something, if I wanted a Chanel bag, if I wanted a Louis bag, if I want whatever, I got it. And it, it was it was an empty existence. I will say this again and again. It was the saddest, the loneliest, the emptiest that I ever felt in my life, and also the sickest. Um, I was physically not well. And this was because of the years of ignoring spirit, ignoring my connection to the divine, ignoring my mission, ignoring my purpose. This, 
over time, the more that you hit the snooze button, the more life is just going to start throwing bigger and bigger boulders at you to wake you up, to get you out of bed. Um, And so for me, it was just finally just like, I'm not healthy. I have these physical issues. I got to figure out what the hell's wrong with me. And I don't particularly believe modern medicine cures a damn thing. Um, That's just my personal belief. I believe perhaps for some things it is necessary. However, um, for the most part, even though I wanted to be a doctor when I first went to to college, when I was at NYU, I I wanted to do pre-med. I was pre-med before I switched to finance. And because I wanted to heal people. This was my reason for wanting to be a doctor. I wanted to heal people. When I realized that the doctors don't heal, that they don't, they just push prescriptions and whatnot and, and no one can get to the root cause of anything, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. In addition to that, I'm gonna be in debt to the eyeballs. No, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go switch to finance where they make some money. And I did, and I did very well until Saturn return kicked my ass. And I was, I I really had to take stock of where I was at in my life and what I needed to be doing. So again, it go, it went back. It went back to my, my spirituality, delving deeper into the mysteries, delving into energy healing, going to nutrition school, becoming a health coach and really healing my body. That was the route I needed to take. I needed to heal my body in order to connect with my body, in order for me to embody my spirit, my soul. Because there's, for me, I was not, my body was not physically well enough to be able to handle what I was here to deliver. Some people, have it the opposite way. Like they, they can receive the downloads. They just have to fine tune their apparatus to, for receiving and, and integrating, but their body is fine. So they, they go the opposite way. I had to delve into the physical, heal that, resolve that before I could delve deep into the spiritual. And the spiritual took me into sound, into vibration. And then it kept coming back. Mary Magdalene, the Rose lineage, it kept coming back like I, I became attuned to Holy Fire Reiki. Holy Fire is the Nukra. It is the Huba. It is that sacred flame. So Huba is the sacred flame of desire, basically that fire in your soul in Aramaic. Nukra is fire, the fire in Aramaic. So Holy Fire, that's the Shahina. And I didn't know this at the time, but that was my, my attunement. I reattuned to Reiki, one and two masters, and then I I did um, Lusui Holy Fire. So it was really powerful because once I received the reattunement, I delved into sound, delved into frequency, delved into vibration. I was just like, oh my God, there's so much more. There's so much more to us. We are truly infinite, multidimensional, powerful beings that are manifesting our reality. And this world, 
this matrix that we live in is simply the collection of all that has been thought and acted upon by humans for however long we've been on this rock. And then, I, as I mentioned, I started learning Aramaic and going into the Magdalene priestess trainings and becoming an ordained Magdalene priestess. And that connection to the Magdalene just really became so much more solidified. It, it became more an embodiment and it was like a part of my soul that I had kind of like been always pushing away had come back. It had come back and integrated in me in this embodiment because the frequencies of unconditional love like that that is such a powerful frequency and holding that resonance in this chaotic crazy world that we live in is challenging it's challenging because you see so many different versions of yourself because every being is a different version of you at a different level of awakening, of consciousness. So the Magdalene, that frequency, allows us to embody our soul, our light, and to shine that light using our own unique gifts. And every single one of us is born with, with the gifts that you are here to share and some of these will come online at different points in time in your evolution because we're constantly growing we're constantly refining we're constantly developing and coming back into union coming back into union within yourself coming back into union with the divine and that is the resonance of Mary Magdalene she calls us back to our oneness, to our heart, to our embodiment. She works a lot with the womb and with the heart and with our vision. And what's interesting is I always found the stories of her as a, being portrayed as a prostitute to be kind of just like, ugh, like really? And it never made sense to me. Like I love Isis. Isis is one of my favorite goddesses because um, I love all things Egypt. I definitely had many lifetimes in Egypt. I love the Hathor energy, but Isis has always been with me. And Isis, Astarte, Asherah, they all go back to that primordial feminine emanation of God, the Shehina, Elat, Asherah. She of many names. But it's the same frequency of unconditional love, of devotion, of unity, of magic. And it, it was said that she was a priestess of Isis. And I did a little digging and the cult of Isis was not really relevant 
or around at this time, at the time of Mary Magdalene Yeshua. And even if it was, because the Egyptian mystery schools still were active, but the cult of Isis not so much. So even if they were trained in Egyptian mysticism, that doesn't mean that that is the frequency that they worshipped. Because they worshipped the Shekhinah, they worshipped Asherah, they worshipped the Divine Feminine in the way that the Canaanites, the Israeli Israelites, um, the people of this part of the world did. So they wouldn't have worshipped a foreign god or goddess. And then there's that connection to she was a sex priestess, a tantric priestess. Okay, uh, yeah, that sounds good. However, like my teacher Anna said, that's just more of that painting her with a whore's brush. It's like, okay, maybe she, maybe she did know the rights of mystic sexuality, and I'm sure she did. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that because there are rights for mystic and sacred sexuality. However, that doesn't mean that that's what the way that we interpret that nowadays is not the same thing. Like it's sacred sexuality at that point, the way I'm receiving it had to do with your beloved. It wasn't the, the free free for all of like, you're going to just, sleep with whoever for whatever reason it really was that one-on-one -on -one sacred union so so again that again it's painting her with a whore's brush when she wasn't on any of these things she was a mystic she was a healer she was a teacher she is the one who carried on Yeshua's ministry in the Christ school the Chochmah traditions, she's the one who carried it on with, with Mother Mary. I find it interesting that in no one bats an eye when they say that Mary Magdalene in the scripture, she was the first person to see Yeshua rise from, from, uh, fr from uh, his death after following his crucifixion. No, no one says, well, why would a whore be the first person <laughs> to witness the Lord's rebirth, in a sense? No one questions that. But I mean, how ridiculous does that sound? Because she wasn't a whore. She was an apostle. She was a great teacher in her own right. She was a mystic. So she was not a whore because who who else walks along Yeshua and who was with Yeshua at the time when he was crucified it certainly wasn't the dudes who called themselves his apostles no offense to the masculine however these motherfuckers weren't around it was mother Mary that was with him it was Mary Magdalene that was with him and the ritual of anointing him, anointing his body after the crucifixion, that is something that only, or before the crucifixion, I might have like the 
the placing of it slightly off. However, the only people that could anoint the body of another, of a male, was A, a priestess, and B, that person's beloved. That's the only person who could anoint that body, or the mother. Who anointed his body? It was Mary Magdalene, his beloved, his wife, the woman who stood by him and was always there for him and carried on his ministry after he ascended. It was Mary Magdalene who knew the true teachings, who received the true transmissions of Yeshua and continued them forward. And I'm getting chills. <laughs> yeah. This is the role of woman. Woman is sacred because woman holds the keys to the mysteries. Woman is the ability to embody infinity that comes through woman. When the Catholic Church and when Orthodox religions divorce themselves from the feminine, they divorce themselves of an integral part of who they are. Because we are all masculine and feminine within. There, there is no one or the other. It is both. We all hold both frequencies and we harmonize them. And this is why we are male and female. And whatever iteration you are, you still hold a dominant frequency. And that dominant frequency needs to be aligned with the other one. First it's aligned internally, then it's aligned with your beloved, then it's aligned with the divine. But there's always that harmonization that happens when it comes to creation. And by divorcing themselves from the feminine, they divorce themselves from the mysteries of life. And this is why there is so much fear around the power of woman, around the power of our sexuality. Our sexuality isn't simply pleasure. Our sexuality is to be revered and respected because it is the power through which we create worlds. And this is, goes for male, female, it doesn't matter. Your sexual energy, your kundalini, that is the essence through which we birth projects, work, ideas, books, people. It is a powerful force that has been siphoned from us because we've taught ourselves to divorce ourselves from our emotions and from our bodies because we've divorced ourselves from the feminine. And now the feminine is coming back. Now Mary Magdalene is bringing back these codes of the divine feminine. She is allowing them to be integrated into the earth and into us, embodied, so we can shed the layers of anger and trauma and loss and grief in order to embody, to purify our body, to embody our light, to embody our power as co-creators of our reality, as powerful 
beings who are capable of manifesting their heaven on earth, their Malkuta. This is what we are here to do. We are here to continue the work of creation. Because the first word, and I, I learned this from my great teacher, Anna, and God, I love this woman. Uh, she's just been such a blessing to my life and just opened up so much in me. But so she said, no, no but. She's amazing. And has taught me so much, and I'm really, I owe so much of what is unfolding within me to her. So I'm really grateful. So she said, she teaches us um, to go into the Aramaic and she teaches us scripture in Aramaic and that's the other thing I have a bone to pick with um, with anyone of, of the other iterations of organized religion they don't even practice they don't number one they don't practice their ancestral religion which I think is something that really we all need to go back to number two is that they don't even practice the teachings in the language that they were taught. Because the teachings that have now become the Bible, number one, are completely distorted because they are heavily edited and only certain gospels were selected, so that's one problem. The other problem is these texts have been mistranslate, translated and mistranslated and mistranslated because they were originally in Aramaic then they got translated into Latin, then into English or whatever other iteration or whatever other version of Latin, and then into whatever language we have them in now. So you can see how there are many steps to which, there are many steps wherein there would be distortion. And the chance for whatever agenda wants to creep in, whatever reptilian nonsense wants to come in, to mess up the sauce so the sauce for ascension that we've been taught the recipe is distorted heavily edited and no wonder we have the issues in the world that now we have no respect no reverence for the earth no reverence for one another there's no brotherhood we're constantly seeing each other as a threat we're seeing our own bodies as a threat. We're seeing our emotions and our sexuality as something dangerous or something that to be used to manipulate and to gain power and favor and money. That's a serious distortion. Those are some serious stuff that we are all clearing out. And we're all doing this work to clear those frequencies, those distortions, clearing those distortions from our own physical bodies, emotional, energetic, etheric bodies, clearing them from our voice. Because when we are disconnected from our body, from our womb, from our sexual power, our creative power, when we lack respect for that most fundamental aspect of our creative nature, it's very easy to devalue someone else and something else. It's very easy to other and point the finger and judge and blame and that person's the problem, not me. It's very easy 
easy to go into that energy of anger, of Lilith, of blame, of shame, of guilt, of manipulation, of distortion, of separation, of envy. All of those frequencies exist. However, when you align with your heart, when you connect with the frequency of Mary Magdalene, those start dissolving and we can start to see and perceive clearly what it is that we are here to deliver, what it is that we are here to embody, to share, to grow, to nurture, to co-create. So my journey with the Magdalene is ongoing because as I delve deeper, I fall in love. I fall in deeper in love with her and in turn with my own soul. So it's a very liberating and empowering to know how someone can live in their sovereignty even amidst she left her homeland because they probably were wanted to kill her and her child too so yeah she had to she went through some major things in her life and she persevered and she embodied feminine strength perseverance endurance she continued to radiate love and wisdom and balance and alignment and harmony. Very powerful teachings, very powerful codes are the codes of the Divine Feminine. So I will end it here. I will probably speak more about my journey, especially after I get back from, I'm doing a wonderful retreat in the Southern Spanish region, which is where part of my family hails from. My lineage comes from this land. And then in the land of Carcassonne, the south, southern, south, western part of France, where Mary Magdalene spent much of her time. So that's going to be really powerful. So I will share with you more about how I receive the Magdalene even more deeply through that, through those activations, because I know they are going to be powerful. But for now, I will leave it at this. The Magdalene is a frequency of embodiment, of sovereignty, of unity, sacred unity within yourself, with the divine. She is unconditional love. She is wisdom. She is infinity. She is creation. She is all that is. She is creativity. She is true embodiment and true empowerment. And that embodiment of feminine strength and strength and em empowerment is not it's interesting that I feel the need to say this, but it is not something that you use to hold 
over someone. It is not used to manipulate, to trick, to deceive, to coerce another being into doing something that's against their own soul, that is not in alignment with their own soul. That is not true power. The empowerment of the Divine Feminine, the empowerment of Mary Magdalene, is an empowerment of the soul. It is a sovereignty. It is knowing that you are whole and complete unto yourself. It is that infinite awareness that you are one with all that is, all that will be, and all that has been. It is that stillness, that quiet, that comes from this awareness of your oneness with Allah, with God, Goddess. I thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to share your comments with me. If you like this, share it, follow, subscribe. You can find me on Instagram. You can check out my website. And um, I would love if you gave this a five-star rating. Really appreciate the support. And of course, subscribe. You can always use that help. And following this, I am going to do a sound healing to support us in embodying the Magdalene frequency. So I do hope that you enjoy that. Ahava.